and comic books, Frankenstein's monster has been portrayed as a hero and a bad guy. But do you know when the creature first became popular in comic books? Stick around for the answer. It just might shock you. Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years and have never lost my passion for comic books, something I try to pass on to old and new readers. Comic publishers have been into guides and encyclopedias for a long time, but Marvel put out something a little different this past summer. Marvel Monsters, Creatures of the Marvel Universe Explored. It was released this summer by DK Publishing, so you know it's detailed and full of tons of illustrations. You know, I think a case could be made that the Marvel Age didn't begin with the Fantastic Four, but with the many monsters first introduced in the likes of Tales of Suspense and Journey into Mystery. After all, even Fin Fang Foom was introduced before Fantastic Four, in Strange Tales, 89, but I digress. Now in this tomb, sections are divided into categories like aquatic, artificially created, and even monster teams. You get monsters from the golden age to the present, and it appears no monster gets ignored. Even some of the more obscure, like Manphibian, gets equal attention. Each entry gives you background information, first appearances, and other comics for further reading. One cool highlight is an anatomy feature on sub-monsters like Olvar and Gigantus, which looks right out of biology textbook. No topic is too obscure. For example, do you know what's inside the man-thing? Or that monstro the giant octopus has nine brains? And how many miles is Krakoa? How much does Dragon Man weigh? The illustrations are from all eras of the Marvel mythos, so you might get an original piece of art from the first experience like Blip from Tales to Astonish in 1961, What's a modern interpretation of the same monster? The only minor thing that I know artist credits that I noticed, so you really don't know who drew what. That is a minor quibble. This is a fantastic Marvel Monster Manual that you can spend hours learning all the obscure trivia or just enjoying the art. If you're looking for a unique treat for yourself during the spooky season, this is the perfect gift. Many fans remember Harvey Comics as the home of Richie Rich, Casper, and little Wendy. Others think Harvey what? Because unfortunately, the company stopped publishing back in the early 80s. So many newer fans may have no clue about the company. However, Harvey is a significant company. They published comics for 40 years. Then there are also fans who know of and appreciate the line of Harvey Horror Comics during the 1950s. Many horror fans feel, after EC Comics, Harvey was the next best publisher of horror comics. Sure, some fans still collect those Harvey horror comics, but they're hard to find and costly. Fortunately, you can easily read these via Comic Book Plus. The website remains the premier place to read or collect Golden and Silver Age comics. It has almost 41,000 comics, and the search function allows you to find comics and creators and even publishers. Now back to Harvey. You'll find a thousand comics from 49 titles on Comic Book Plus. You'll notice 
Dick Tracy, the Green Hornet, and other licensed characters because that's what Harry focused on during the early years. But after the war, things changed, and soon other genres became new niches, like horror. Many think EC Comics started the interest in horror comics, when actually they were the ones to jump on the bandwagon. Other publishers like Ivan took stabs at the horror genre. Also, Harvey put out a one-shot comic several years before EC with Front Page Comics in 1945. That comic even included early work by Joe Kubert. Now, several months after EC started doing horror, Harvey did get into the act with Witch's Tale in early 51. 28 issues would get published, only stopping due to the comic code in 1954. Harvey never did use the covers to identify the issues as horror comics, but there would be no mistake what the very issues would contain inside. Now, not all of Harvey's horror line would start with the first issue. Poor Blondie from the comic strip. Well, she sort of got dumped, and the title converted to Chamber of Chills with issue 21 in mid-1951. Interestingly, that first issue of Chamber of Chills features a blonde getting buried on the cover. Hmm. The next Harvey victim was Linda Turner, the Golden Age heroine, the Black Cat. So yes, there was another Black Cat before Marvel's Felicia Hardy. And this Black Cat had her series converted to Black Cat Mysteries. Back then, some arcane poster rules made it cheaper for publishers to change the name of a title than to start with a new number one. Quite a difference from today when some publishers find reasons to relaunch titles just to have a number one on the stands. The last of Harvey's line was the 1952 Tomb of Terror, which did start from issue one and lasted until issue 16. Much has been written about the Comics Code in 1954, which ended the horror phase for almost 20 years. It wouldn't be until the early 1970s when the code became looser, which allowed for Swamp Thing, Morbius, and even Son of Satan to be possible. If you don't know much about the code or how it came about, you should. Do a simple search. It will bring you up tons of results. For me, the whole thing was just another blame game, inappropriately blaming societal problems on something baseless. As a side note, you might think this black cat had nine lives. After the horror era ended, the title was again changed to Black Cat Western and still later Black Cat Mystic. Now this piece on Harvey's horror comic barely even touches the line. My job is to encourage you to try something new or explore a past era. <clears throat> Go digging around for yourself. There are lots of resources out there. But it would not be fair of me not to point out two publications from Two Moral Publishing. They have a line of quality magazines and books on comics that are fantastic. Alter Eagle, one of the magazines, is edited by Roy Thomas and covers the Golden and Silver Age. Issue 89 does a much jo better job of covering Harvey's line of horror. Also, Alter Eagle 97 does an overview of other horror publishers during the time and the titles they published. Now, as a reminder, go to our website, fantasticcomicfan.com, for links and cover galleries featuring Harvey's horror comics and where you can learn more about the 1950s horror craze. Let's end today with the answer to this episode's trivia question on Frankenstein Monster. His stardom goes back to the early days of the Golden Age. 
Crestwood Publications published Prize Comics issue 7 in 1940. Here, creator Dick Briefer launched the first ongoing horror series, something called Frankenstein, dropping the monster part. I mean, really, who wants to be referred to a monster anyway? This feature will go on for years, taking place in modern times where he fights Nazis, even teaming up with prize comic superheroes like the Green Llama and Black Owl. Frankenstein's last appearance in prize comics was issue 68 in 1948. Now Frankenstein's story doesn't end there. In 1945, Crestwood launched Frankenstein Comics, a humorous title, again by Briefer. 17 issues would be published ending in 1959. But, like a famous doctor once said, it lives, it lives. Frank returned one more time during the horror boom in the 1950s. This time, Briefer had Frank dropping his humor and riding the horror bandwagon. Those horror issues last from 18 through issue 33 before the code eliminated horror comics. Now, Briefer left the comics industry and pursued a career in commercial advertising. He died in 1980 at the age of 65. As for Frankie, well, like all good monsters, he never truly died. His adventures in prize comics and his own comic book are now in the public domain, where we all can get a good laugh or some spooky chills, depending on your preference. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you, fantastic comic fan, at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.